My name is Pastor Mike Landsman, and this is the podcast for Zion Stone United Church of Christ. This podcast is taken from my weekly Sunday morning sermons. I pray that as you listen to them, they will be a blessing to you and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's what we have for today. This morning, my sermon title is Joined in Death, Joined in Life. Death has been on my mind the past two weeks or so for obvious reasons, but also has life. Not only did we have the funeral for one of our longtime members and elders, Sharon Tanzos, but some people I also know personally are dealing with some medical issues that may require uh, some major surgical interventions. And some of you may have family members or loved ones that are coming up to the same. In my funeral sermon on Thursday, I mentioned something that Sharon said to me when I went to go visit her once. She said, I listen to you when you preach, Pastor, and you preach a lot on the resurrection and Jesus conquering death, but living in the experience of this is difficult. And she's right. The journey through the valley of the shadow of death can be a long one and fraught with difficulty and pain, but as the psalmist reminds us, we do not have to be afraid because God is with us even there and comforts us even there. And this is not a pie-in-the-sky kind of comfort. God knows the sting and pain of death because our Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal Word and Son of the Father, underwent death himself, which means he can identify with us and we with him. What St. Paul highlights in the reading from his epistle to the Romans we heard this morning is that for the Christian, we have been joined to Christ in his death. And I don't think we focus enough on this aspect because we want to fast forward to the end. We also think that way because the entryway for becoming a Christian has shifted from catechesis and instruction in the faith and baptism and has shifted into repeating a prayer after an emotional appeal. The first part, the first process is an intentional slow one, a formation and the other is instantaneous. It's conversion with no demands. St. Paul says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And it bears repeating, which is why I read that portion again. Our baptism is where we are joined to Christ's death. And I want us to feel that. Not literally, right? But I want us to to feel that, be confronted by that. We are joined to Christ's death. We are united with his death through baptism. St. Paul even says, you were buried with him. You were buried with him. Baptism is not merely a time when we dress cute babies up for pictures with friends and families and then pour water on their heads out of some sense that we need some type of ritual to recognize their birth. No. Baptism is that baby's incorporation into Christ and Christ's church. It is that baby dying and being buried with Christ. It is not merely just an outward symbolic representation of an inward reality. It's our very real being joined with Christ's. The same is true for the babies that get baptized here, and it's the same for the grown-ups, teenagers, who are also baptized. We are being buried. We are dying with Christ, and we are being buried with Christ. 
Why? So that we will share in his life. Share in his life. St. Paul says we will walk in newness of life. And newness of life is the resurrection itself, but it's not just that. It's the power of the resurrection living out through us. St. Paul said our old self has been crucified with him so that the power of sin may be broken over us. So that we would no longer be sin's servant and it no longer our master. Our being united with him in death sets us free from sin. It liberates us. But we are not liberated to sin. As he said, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. If we have died to sin, how can we live in it? If we have died, then sin has no power over us. And being joined to Christ in baptism means just that. And the only power sin has over us anymore is the power that we give it. But we're also joined in life, not just in death. St. Paul says that for if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We are united to Christ's resurrection again in baptism. If our old self was crucified and laid in the tomb with him through the waters, then his resurrection means that our coming up out of the water is our own resurrection in the age to come as well. He notes that Christ, having died once, will never die again because death has no dominion over him. So if we are joined with him, then death has no dominion over us either. Not just sin, but also death. Notice what's happening here. Our being joined with Christ deals with the two major problems we face as human beings. That we are enslaved to sin, having been corrupted by it, and we are under the rule of death. The two go together hand in hand. And Jesus, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, does so by his death and by his resurrection he brings life. St. John Chrysostom noted, For with regard to the life according to God, he shows that Christ shall die no more. With regard to sin, that if it brought about the death even of the sinless, how can it do otherwise than be of the ruin of those that are subject to it? But here's the thing, we are no longer subject to it, so it is no longer our ruin. If we have died and been raised with Christ, and we will be raised with Christ upon his glorious appearing, then we are to consider ourselves dead to it and alive to God. That means living in a way where our liberation from sin leads us down the path to virtue and righteousness. There's a lot of talk in our culture right now about liberation. Jesus liberates us from sin and death. But today, liberation is seen as something else, part of the quest for authenticity. But oftentimes, people are liberating themselves and not, and not realizing that the liberation they think that are experiencing is in reality a deeper sinking into the swamp of sin and death. The liberation that Christ brings is not, when we talk about his liberation, we dare not interpret it to mean the liberation of the human beings from social taboos or, from the, or, or being liberated from the moral and ethical standards set forth by the Holy Scriptures. 
It goes without saying that almost anyone who rejoices in that type of liberation often publicly displays it in the most problematic and inappropriate ways. We are liberated from sin, St. Paul reminds us. We are not liberated to sin. And this is part, brothers and sisters, of the life of discipleship. The life of discipleship. Jesus talks about it in the gospel reading this morning with some words that sound very harsh. But think about it. The people who he's talking to, right? Forsake your father and mother and come after me. Take up your cross and follow me. He's, he's saying this to people who will one day do that. Right? His disciples say, hey, Jesus, we've left everything to follow you. They, they raise the point to him, and Jesus is like, yes, yes, you have, and you will receive a reward. And our reward for taking up our cross and following him is life with him in the age to come. If we have been joined with him in his death, and if we have been joined to his life, and we want that to continue in the age to come, we are called to take up our cross and follow him. Because as the prophet Isaiah said in the Old Testament reading this morning, there will come a day where we will all be humbled before the Lord and he will be exalted. That everything that we've done, everything that we say, everything that, that we've done individually, everything we've done as a culture, all of that will come before the judgment seat of our Lord and we will all be humbled in his sight and he will be exalted. But here's the thing. When he is exalted, we will be exalted with him. For if we have been joined with him, then we will live with him. And if we humble ourselves, as the scripture reminds us, we will be lifted up. The Lord draws near to the humble, the scripture says. The psalmist says, A contrite and a broken heart, O Lord, you will not despise. So with all of this, this understanding that we have been joined with Christ in death, that we are joined with him in life, and that life will continue on in the age to come. That should give us hope in the midst of our own struggles in the valley of the shadow of death. It should give us hope in our own struggles with besetting sin. It should give us hope in a world that seems to be circling more and more into the gutter all around us. But you know what? That's okay. Because in a world that's increasingly becoming hostile to our faith, increasingly hostile to our way of life, we'll find ourselves right back at the point one day, just like the early Christians living in godless Rome, who through their love for each other and for their neighbors were able to stand boldly for the gospel of Christ and so to transform the entire world around them. So if we have been liberated from sin and death, brothers and sisters, let us no longer live in it. And the grace that we have been given by Jesus Christ through his cross, through our incorporation into him, through the waters of baptism, and through feasting on his body and blood, as we will in a few minutes, may it strengthen us on our walk with him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you are ever in the area, please join us for worship. We'd love to meet you. If you have any questions about what you heard, or if you would like prayer, please reach out to us on our Facebook page or our website, Zion Stone UCC. 
Bluebird.com. We also are raising funds for some repairs to our stained glass windows. So if you get a benefit from listening to this podcast, please head over to GoFundMe.com slash Zion Stone Church Repair Fund. God bless you, and thanks for listening.